Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nebraska Soccer Talk. This is your host, Jack Hoover, alongside my co-host. So in Godverson, what's going on, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a massive guest joining us on the podcast today. The Holland of the Heartland, the 2022 Mac Herman Award winner, the NCAA Golden Boot winner, Creighton graduate, and number sixth overall pick for Orlando City, Duncan McGuire. Duncan, thank you so much for hopping on the pod, man. How are you doing? I'm been good, man. It's good to it's good to finally like talk to you guys again and and reconnect. But yeah, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. What a season you're coming off of. We will get to the actual on the pitch stuff here in a second. But for the Nebraska Soccer Talk listeners, we're gonna get to know you a little bit with some icebreakers. First up, when you're in town, favorite pizza spot in Omaha. Where is it? Where is Duncan going to get his best slice in town? And I found this place a few, you know, like a f- couple of years ago. Not, I haven't been going that, you know, since I was younger. But Noli's Pizzeria on uh, in Blackstone is just it's the best pizza in town I've ever had. I'm not really a pizza guy, but I'm more of a burger guy. But that, that place is something special. All right. In that case, since you're a burger guy, I got to ask, best burger in town? Without a doubt, Block 16. And I will take that to the grave. I, block 16 I, is not an answer I've had before. Okay, what? I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm going to try it eventually. What? What's the go-to order when you're down there? Get the block burger. We're talking mm-hmm. about block 16, not. Yeah, block 16. You We're going in your wheelhouse. With an egg and lettuce mm. and mayo. And I, and you get like the uh, dragon fries. They have an unbelievable like fry selection. It is. I I can eat there once every day. I am not kidding. All right. Well, add that to the list. We are not sponsored to block block by Block Sixteen. Uh, but if you folks do, do want to try where the Herman Award winner gets his burgers, Block Sixteen downtown. I'm definitely adding that to the list. <laughs> Next it's up. Next up for you, you've played at some great stadiums. You've had a pretty solid career so far, not only in for Creighton at the NCAA level, League Two as well, back in high school, back in the early days. Of all of the stadiums you've ever played at across all levels, what's the favorite away ground you've ever been to? Um, This one holds a special place in my heart. It was uh, last season we were on a bit of a rough patch at the beginning of the year. And we go to uh, number one Indiana at the uh, down in, and it was um the stadium itself is it's a it's a nice venue nice insanely grass insanely well taken care of grass field but um just the environment that they have there is it was unreal it was the around the entire stadium there was around like three quarters of the stadium there was um like three thousand students just surrounding the the field all just yelling, making it like making it super hard to play, but it was, it was awesome. We scored in like the first minute and they just, they kept talking and it was just like the environment they had there was, was unreal. The, the grass itself was awesome. It was easy to play on, but it was, yeah, especially going to number one and beating them. It made it that much more sweeter to play it at that stadium, okay. but definitely just the, the atmosphere that they have at their, at their facility was, was unreal and nothing I've ever played at before. 
uh, the result, I'm sure, helping that ground. walk Like you said, walking away a little bit sweeter with that result on the way back to Omaha. Next up, as, oh, like, yeah. as you were growing up, getting into the game, knowing that you wanted to make this your life, who was your soccer idol that you had growing up? Uh, I mean, I watched a little bit, but like when I would go on YouTube and I would, I would watch Wayne Rooney clips, just the way he just didn't really care and he would just like to get stuck in and just have that. He just kept, he always scored. He would always, he wasn't the biggest guy. Like I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest guy growing up. I'm kind of, I've changed a little bit since I was. We remember, we remember. But yeah, just the way he played in the the like amount of energy he like just had for the game and the love and the way he played was just he was definitely someone I looked up to and really enjoyed watching. So I have a question. Hmm. Have you considered shaving your head and trying to channel skinhead Wayne Rooney? You know, I actually have never thought about shaving my head, but Bummer. I feel like I could I feel like if I did shave my head I would a few goals would come my way if I channel that inner. Now that you say Rooney, though, looking at your game and the way you play, I definitely can see Rooney inspiration in, in, in your game on the pitch. I never really put that together, but now I can't not see it. So I, I, just I, had, I, I'm i looking forward to seeing had, it on the pitch for Orlando. Oh, yeah. He, he has that, that, like, dog in him, I would say. <laughs> he would just always work. I mean, that's kind of how I like to play, but, I mean, he was, yeah, he was an unreal player. All right, so now walking away from the pitch, you're after a long day of training. What do you do to relax? What do you do to get your mind at right at the end of a long day? Um, well, recently I've just been going. I like going to the pool and just sitting by the pool for like a good hour and just chilling on my phone, relaxing. But, Rub it um, in that you live in Florida now, man. Rub <laughs> it in. We get it. I mean, hey, it's, you asked. It's what I do, man. But We did. We set ourselves yeah. up for that. Definitely, you know, talking to the, you know, I miss Omaha a little bit. I miss all my friends back there. So I'll definitely, you know, keep in contact with them, FaceTime them, ask how how's the team doing. But playing video games, you know, that's always a good, that's always a good time well spent for me. It's always just a, a way you can just escape and have fun and, you know, take away the, the busy day and just relax at the end. But yeah, just, there's definitely some, there's a lot of time I have at the end of my day, so I got to fill it with something and I'm kind of trying to find something to uh to fill it with. Maybe try and find some new hobbies soon. Been getting into golf. Got to find some guys to go golfing. The next Gareth Bale, it'll be Orlando golf in that order, whatever, whatever order you want to put on that flag for you. Last uh, one before am, we get into the series. Huh? Nope. I'm no Gareth Bale at all when it comes to golf. I am terrible, <laughs> but you gotta start somewhere. Maybe yeah, exactly, you'll learn. It's yeah. an easy sport, and you got the rest of your life to learn it. Trust me. I, I you probably could beat me any day of the week. Last one before we get into the serious ones. If you could two foot one person in the world with absolutely no repercussions, who is it and why? Anyone? Yeah, I mean. They don't I'd have to be a to, player, by the way. They don't have to be a player or soccer-related at all. They could be, yeah, whoever you could two-foot in the world with no repercussions. It'd definitely be like, ah, oh, this is tough. <laughs> Just for the fun. 
this is tough. There might be yeah, a few it's, actually. It's, it's it's a tough spot to be put in. A lot of power, you know. A Duncan McGuire two four uh, is nothing to be, you know, too careful. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> tell you that much. It's it's a heavy two foot. Um, oh yes. You learn from the best. I did. I. <laughs> If anyone listens to this podcast, the one guy that I watch two foot people the most is Owen Gabison. I mean, if you play <laughs> play pickup with this guy, you better wear like three three pairs of shin guards because you are in for a challenge no matter where you're playing. Yeah, I still play pickup with Owen almost every week now, and I always try to make sure that I'm on the same team as him. So I'm yeah, not on the he, honestly, team. even if you're on the same team, you might not be safe. <laughs> you don't. Gobison two foot. It's not. It's not a good day. But this is a tough question. I mean, Orton can be your maybe, answer. No, I don't want to. <laughs> he, he never two footed me though, so I don't really have. I only want to get him. But I saw your like, talent. I wanted to make sure I never hurt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always nice to me. Oh, Tom, maybe Tom would. Tom would have killed me if I would have taken you out at any point. He he might have. He might have given you. He might have killed you, but I would say Ed Gordon, maybe just just All why right. not? <laughs> I love it. Friend of the pod, Ed Gordon. I I love that answer. Why yeah. Eddie? Why? Why not? Yeah. I love Eddie. You guys have been teammates. You guys have been rivals. You know, I love that answer. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I think he maybe you know be okay with that. He maybe I think he would. I think he give think- this- Oh yeah, but yeah, you know, maybe, maybe he'll definitely get a laugh out of that. You guys know Tyler Mays? Uh yeah. from Hastings, I believe. Correct. Like my best friend yes. for like ten years. I I definitely give him one. For, no, if he comes. All would. right, there you go. Two. We'll, we'll take the two answers. We'll take the two answers. Watch yourselves out there on the pitch. You're out there next time, boys. Tyler right. Mays, Duncan's yeah. coming for you. <laughs> All right. So now yeah. I guess we get to the serious portion of this conversation. And Duncan, we've had a we've got a lot to talk about essentially, a lot to catch up over. So let's just kind of start with what made the headlines, and that was your performance for the Creighton soccer team this season. So let's go back to the beginning, August, July, maybe even before that. Going into the 2020 season for Creighton soccer, coming off a season last year where you had, I believe. Was it just the one goal? I know that's been brought up a couple times. Was it one goal last year? Yeah. yeah. So going in, one goal in that, right, and knowing that, what expectations did you have for yourself this year in 2022? Did you think it was going to be a breakout year like this? I definitely thought um the the way like this team started was um I'd say back in a year ago in January when we finished our 2021 season and then we. Once the spring season starts, we had a new formation. We had a new, you got some new players, and just the, just the way we like trusted one another, I'd say was was huge. And the um, there was I knew I was going to get targeted a lot. Like they try to find me a lot, so I definitely thought I'd get a lot more goals. I did not think I'd score twenty three goals this season, but <laughs> yeah, I definitely knew I was going to have a a better year. I'd say I found my I found my confidence over the. Over the spring season, I, I started playing well, and I I kind of knew that I wasn't going to be the – I wasn't going to be coming off the bench. kind of knew that I was going to be, like, the main guy, like mm-hmm. the starting forward, and was going to be a huge part in the in – the, uh, 
of the team this upcoming year, or this past year. So I definitely had that feeling that like I was going to contribute a lot to the team. But yeah, definitely 23 goals is not what I thought I was going to have going into the uh, going into this season. But I'm, hey, I'll take it. Every day of the week and twice on Sunday. We've, uh, so you had the breakout year. You had all the goals. You got the Herman Award. You got the draft. What hit you harder? Was it being drafted, like the feeling of you're going on to the next level, you're going pro, or was it winning the Herman Award and the entire country saying, yeah, you are the creme de la creme, the top scorer in the nation, the best player in the nation? Which one hit you harder? Um, You know, as much as it – as awesome as it was winning the Mac Herman, that was, that was never like a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. Like I never grew up saying I want to win the Mac Herman. I always grew up saying I want to be a – professional soccer player so definitely there was some point in the season where I knew like getting drafted was an option and then later in the season I'm like I'm gonna get I was told like I'm gonna get drafted so then it was kind of it started becoming like a reality almost and I I didn't really want to focus on that and like play into it too much as the season went on like towards the end I didn't want to think about getting drafted but then you know draft night comes around we have a the MLS has sent us stuff to be a part of the, uh, the you know, the show. Yeah, and that right. kind of started to hit me when, I, when I'm like, wow, I'm going to get, I'm going to get drafted. But then hearing your name call and having your family and the, the my friends that I've played with since I was, I don't even know, nine. I think I started playing with like, when I was nine, having like those guys around me and everyone that's been a part of my journey and like, knew that that was my goal definitely when you heard my name it was like oh my god like i i did it and they kept they were all like just and being there in that moment hearing your name called without everyone around you was definitely something that hit me but i don't think it really hit me until i until like last week i like finished my like second week of preseason i just finished moving into my apartment out here so i i like finished moving in i sat down i'm like what a what a like wild month this has been like I and like a month I like got drafted and then also I won the Mac and then now I'm 2,000 miles away however far it is living on my own playing soccer every day and it's yeah that definitely hit me the gang of getting drafted it's it's something that every kid dreams of but you know just having the the ability to like live that is it's something but it's definitely something you, you have to take serious yeah and out of pure curiosity, I've always wondered about the draft process because obviously you don't know which team you're going to. You get all the stuff to be set up for the show and everything. Do they just send you merchandise from all the teams in MLS and are like, whichever one drafts you, put this on and everything? Or what's kind of the process like there? I've always wondered. I think they do that if like if like a, some people get sent, like when they know they're going to get drafted, there's like a... Yeah. When they're like highly sought out, the MLS will send you like, like all the scarves and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then you just you put on whichever one. I, I think they. I let, figured as much. I just never knew how it worked. You know. You know I think they text. You pick someone in your family who's with you to like know, hmm. like twenty seconds beforehand. So when you get drafted, they're grabbing the scarf for you. Interesting. Interesting. Really? Yeah. I kind of it was, it was, the MLS draft process. They mute you. They mute everyone. 
on the on like the big zoom call it's like on the website but it's basically like a big zoom call and they mute everyone and we're all watching and they're like i see like in the bottom right hand corner like everyone's talking they like i see it says your mic's been unmuted and i was like the only one that saw it was like 20 seconds before the sixth pick comes in like they announced it i'm like no one else saw that like i had asked that but i was like well i'm <laughs> going sixth because i kind of knew a little bit fun because like they unmuted my mic i'm like hey like i think this is gonna happen and then it happened i was like okay they, well, they kind of gave it away but it was awareness important attributes for a striker he's got the vision to see oh man that's sensational man so i want to talk about yeah, the draft a little bit more just one more question about that and kind of like a bigger picture question. So in this draft, we had a surprisingly large number of people drafted who had ties to the local Omaha area. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Cole Jensen out of Xavier. You guys were club teammates in high school, weren't you? Club teammates for since I was nine. I started playing, but I started playing nine. club when I was nine. He was on the team. He was our goalie. And he was my goalie so, to senior year of high school and then we stayed really like we're like really close friends we hung out at the rookie symposium we were still tight we still talk to this day he's down at intern right now but yeah we were we we're really close it's it was awesome to see his we we're all celebrating you know having some dinner and we hear some i think it was my dad was like oh my god like don't get looking like we look at everyone looks at the screen and all the guys that were at my party also played with cole and they were like all freaking right. out too and it was awesome to see Cole get drafted also. Kind of putting yeah, so the like, What does uh, that mean to you guys to have two players from a local Nebraska club, Elkhorn, to get drafted in the same draft in the first round? I mean, that's just – you're probably the only youth club in the nation that had that this year, I would imagine. I mean, it's definitely – Omaha soccer is, you know, something you should take serious. I mean, it's – it's a Omaha's a big soccer town. I don't think people kind of realize that. Like – People always talk to me about like their high school state final. And they're like, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. there's like people there. I'm like, a couple hundred. Like, we had like 8,000 at our final. Like, and they're like, you're lying. I'm like, no, like, people in Omaha love soccer. And it's like really cool to see. And I think it's good for young kids in Omaha to see two guys that played at the clubs there go into the draft and get drafted. I think it's actually huge for Omaha. And I'm, I was really happy to see Cole get drafted as well. Yeah, a couple of absolute carrying the banner for Omaha soccer up to the top flight. Could not be prouder of the two of you boys. Now, going into your first season for Orlando, what are your expectations for yourself? What are what are some goals you're setting for for your first campaign? I definitely want to. I don't want to change the way I have that play. I still want to have that. I still want to run. To the last minute, give uh, give give everything I got, but um, I definitely want to contribute. I I want to continue to play the way I'm playing, which you know is scoring a lot. You know, I I want to I want to get that first goal out the way. You know, we just played our first preseason game two days ago. Got got some minutes in that. It was exciting. Played against Minnesota. It was good to you know get my feet wet. It was definitely a different level, but you know it's with the guys that we have. It's it's a good transition, I'd say. It's it's a lot of fun, but it's definitely a lot more work than college, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And you yeah. kind of talked about the style that you've got and the way you play. 
already, I know it's early doors. So if there's no answer to this, let me know. But how do you expect your style of play and the way you operate as a player? How do you expect that to change of uh, going into the Orlando system? Definitely, um, you know, my style of play, as you've seen this past year, is just like get in behind. You know, I'm I'm not the best, not the best, you know, in tight spaces, you know, playing to that's not my forte. I like to yeah. get me in front of I don't want to touch the ball until I'm in the 18, but definitely. Question. Are yes. you still, are you still playing just beautiful through balls off your chest? Cause I have never seen many players that had as many layoffs or as many through balls off your chest as you had this past season at Creighton. I'm, I mean, I haven't really had too many here. They, they keep the ball on the ground at this there we level, go. but you know, it might be, they might, I might surprise some people if they play to my chest. There you go. God, you just gave every team in MLS another thing to scout for, Jack. You ruined the surprise. Oh, I'm sorry. Oof. Like, Yikes. <laughs> fine, that's fine. You'll make them think. So, Duncan, obviously you've made it to, you know, the highest level of American professional soccer in the MLS. But you started at the grassroots level and you've had to work your way up through each level to progress to this point. So we just kind of want to know if you could talk with us, share with us, how your journey has shaped you into the player and the person that you are today. You know, I definitely say it's um a bit, it was a bit different growing up. Um, I never really enjoyed, you know, in high school and like, I never really enjoyed, you know, going, hanging out with that parties on the weekend. You'd, you'd find me texting people to get pickup games going, you know, it's, it's not to get to this level. It's, it kind of take you take it takes a lot at like a young level just uh find that love in the work on your game i would instead of going out on the weekends i'd be texting owen hey you want to go play some play some pickup and i'd go shoot on owen for like two hours and it was just that journey that i doing that i mean at the time didn't feel like it was you know it helped i mean it helped a lot just like those little things like doing those extra sessions on the weekends and whenever I could, it really helped. But the, the journey was just, it's a grind. It, it doesn't, you're not going to get here just by going to your practices and then going home and messing around, not working extra in a game, not watching like professional stuff. It definitely takes a little bit more to uh, like the more you play, the better chance you have that the more you learn, the more you evolve as a player. So it definitely, the more you work, the more you're going to get out of it. So that was one thing that like was big for my my like journey was just like taking every opportunity I could to to work on my game. I was always honored to be a practice squad goalkeeper. And <laughs> honestly, if the club needed me to be, if Orlando wants to hire me as a part time practice squad goalkeeper, I just show up on the weekends and I let Duncan walk in with his. Do you still get? I'm curious. Do you still have the massive uh, bag of balls? Does that? Was that something you kept into your college days? That that massive bag of balls is sitting in my parents' attic, sadly. Once I got to college and we had we had our own, like our own like you know you know the ball that guy had it was pretty crappy ball. But since we got to college, you know it's we had these nicer balls. I actually I think I got them out when I played picked up with uh, Mitch Gordon and uh, Michael Ambrose over winter break, and I had to I had to bust the balls out of the um out of the attic one last time. 
So let's just, let's yeah, just no. add some context here. Yeah, we will give context, context to that. <laughs> I feel like we'll every, pass that up. Every well, year. First off, need. yes. So at prep, for those who don't know, of course, Owen Duncan's senior year was the goalie coach for the Creighton Prep soccer team. And so Duncan, you know, I'm pretty sure that year, I don't even think they use Creighton Prep soccer balls. I'm pretty sure they just use Duncan's, Duncan's bag, bag of balls. Of balls. Yep. <laughs> I was well, it's funny because I would I didn't have a last class on on half the days. I would have I would have the open period for an hour and a half at like Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, depending on the weekend. I would just go out for practice and just shoot by myself for the entire period. You know, the team would come out right after school and I'd still be there shooting and Hoover was like, How do you get all these? Like how do you how do you have all these? I'm like, these are all mine. I've just found them over the years of shooting. He's like, <laughs> oh, well, great. We can just use them for practice. I'm like, sure. I don't care. So every, we would just use, we'd have like an extra bag of balls for, all, for every single time we practiced. It was, it was funny how they just used them. But yeah, it was, it was kind yeah. of funny how that worked out. That belongs in a museum. That I, I'm a, I'm happy that professional soccer in America has gotten to the point where Orlando does not need you to bring your bag of balls with you. But for nostalgia purposes, I think it would be funny if you just brought it out to practice and started banging him in on Galessi with it. Just one day they they just see me out there with the all Nike balls, bunch of them ripped up. All right, so Duncan, let's talk about your professional game a little bit more. You've been with the team for about what? Would we say not even a full month yet? It's been, yeah, not a full month yet. Probably like, I think like the seventh was our first day. Mm-hmm. And we talked so, about a little well, bit how you might have to adapt your play style or don't, depending on what you want to do. But let's talk about the team play style. How different is it moving up from the college game to the professional game? It's it's a lot. The first thing I noticed is like the speed of play, the just the how well everyone can just put the ball where you need it to be exactly at the right moment and like how fast the ball moves. And you can like, you kind of tell like everyone's like IQ is like a lot higher here. They know, like they know, they see things that you don't, I didn't see at the last, at the college level. And uh, the biggest one I would say is the, the intensity that would everyone trains at. Like, everyone at training is going at hundred percent at every play. And I love to see that. It's, it's definitely something I like, I'm happy to be a part of. And it's, but that was like the biggest thing is like, everyone here is like, it's like, it's their job. So, I mean, they're, they're giving it their all every single play. And it's, it's definitely been something I got to get used to. Yeah. Got to wake up and go to work. That's life now. Kind of. Yep. That's, yeah. That's the difference. So you, from this Creighton team, you are not the only MLS player from that previous squad. You are joined by the likes of Owen O'Malley in St. Louis and Charles Auguste. Auguste? Is that how you pronounce it? Auguste. Auguste. Okay, Auguste in Houston. Uh, first yeah. off, just like, what does that mean to have all those guys from this Creighton team make it to this next level? And second part of that, What's it going to be like when you finally get the chance to hopefully play those guys this season? Um, firstly, it's definitely like I've played with both of those guys since I was since my freshman year, so it's definitely been 
the fact that we've grown together and like we over the past three years we've we've gotten to like we've played with each other and we've got to see them progress as players it's definitely something special to see them succeed at the next level and get the opportunity to play and it's it's definitely huge for the helps put Creighton on the map as well because they were because of the year we went on and I mean, it was just, it's just awesome to see them at the next level. I actually, Owen O'Malley FaceTimed me 10 minutes ago during the first call and I declined it. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. After some, after some, I'm going to catch up with him and see how, see how things are going in St. Louis. But what was, what was the second part of the question? Uh, what's it going to be like when you play those guys? Like, are you going to oh, feel that extra okay. competitive edge? Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to, if there's a 50-50 between any of us, if those two, me, between any of them, it's going to be a – it was a lot riding on that on that game. There's a lot of bragging rights, a lot of – definitely want to get the upper hand on everyone, but it's going to be good. It's definitely going to be good seeing those guys. I'm close with both of them, so it's definitely going to be – I'm excited to, you know, play against them and get to see them do their thing at this level. Absolutely. Kind of piggybacking off of that question, I, I know in the past you've said diehard Creighton fan. Like, growing up, you went down to Morrison. You were always blue through and through. With this squad that you guys just had, College Cup all the way through, where would you rank your Creighton squad that you guys just – as far as all-time Blue Jay squads that you've seen, where would you personally rank your guys, rank your guys as squad? I know – and I think my I think our goalie coach Crane would uh would disagree <laughs> with them. Hey, Michael Gab, I'm we sure were the best Crane podcast. So be careful with what you say. We were the best Crane team to ever play. And I, I will take that. To, I'll take that to the grave. The way we played and the like when we were on, I, there was oh like not gosh. a team in the country. I honestly I a, cannot disagree with that. Having had the opportunity to watch your team play several times this season. I mean, it was it was great to see a college soccer team that had a very distinct style of play. You guys knew how you wanted to play and you would do whatever you could take, whatever you could do to kind of enforce your style of play on the opposition. That was really refreshing yeah, like, to see. Now, Coach Johnny was saying, like, towards the end of the season, he was like, you guys have a style of play that, like, no one else can. Like, he, like, he said that no one else can play like us. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe else in the country could play at the style of play in the way that we did and it was i don't know we if we played syracuse again <laughs> 10 times we'll win in we'll win nine and i abdi salim who's a center back on syracuse is on the team at orlando with me i tell him every day i'm like we'll win in nine out of ten times and i hope you i hope you know you escaped <laughs> escape in the final four I will say when when we went to the Missouri State, the first round of the NCAA tournament game that you guys had, freezing cold. Yeah, but even with that cold, you guys were still pinging it around, inch perfect passing. It was some of the most fluid football I think I have ever seen in my life with that squad in training and everything. I mean, games are one thing. In training, how much fun was it just to knock that ball around with those guys with the ability that they had to make those passes? It was unreal. There was we had so many like unreal players on the team that would just that could just move the ball and play into perfect passes, like you said, just like without even trying. Like Giorgio Giorgio Probo, 
and played at Iowa Western, he is unreal. The, the amount of class he has and the and hmm. the way he could just connect passes and see the game. Definitely it was definitely a lot of fun, you know, playing at practice with like the amount of quality that we had at the on the team. It was practices were what you saw at on the field in games was it was what we were like, it was how we were playing in practice. Right. It was it was it was great to be a part of the practices and definitely glad that what we what kind of practices showed in the in the games and showed throughout the run that we had. Yeah, and I want to talk about that just a little bit more because again, I really I really can't overstate how much fun I had watching the Creighton games this season. Because I mean, if you love offensive masterclasses, almost every single game was one of those. But what what yeah. work had to go in during preseason, during training to get to that point? Was it a struggle at first, or did it just come naturally to you guys? To the you're asking about to get to like how that we became yeah, like a get to that high level. power exactly. Our, our coaching staff was really big on on XG, and they were like, <laughs> "There we go." They were like. Shoot from thirty out. It ain't gonna go in. It's gonna go off a goal kick. They, they're gonna. It's not gonna go in. It's a waste of a chance. And then we started. We were shooting a lot during preseason outside the box. We were, you know, it was hard to get guys to buy into that to that process of like, hey, like trust. If you just if you shoot inside the eighteen, or if you create chances, if you shoot inside the eighteen, deflections will happen. All of that, and just like getting guys to buy in, I say was like the hardest part at first even though it kind of didn't show when we won our first two games, 6-0 and 6-1. But I think, like, we just got better at, like, understanding, like, I think those first two games, how, like, the way we scored by, like, cutback crosses and, like, just hammering the in the idea of, like, this is how we're going to score every game. Like, don't change a thing. Just, like, keep getting to the end line. Keep getting inside the box. Get numbers forward. And just, like, I definitely say like having the players that we had with the abilities they had to get the ball in the box definitely got a lot of guys excited to get to the box and, you know, get the ability to get a chance on goal would definitely helped us score a lot more goals than, than we would have. But yeah, definitely like getting guys excited to get into the box to, uh, to score was, and to not shoot outside the box was probably like the hardest thing to, Right to work on, but we started both in like in the spring in our spring games. I will say, if anyone yeah, wants was... good film on how good offensive wing backs should play, go and watch O'Malley and Briggs from Creighton. I mean, they seemed like they were massive to you guys' success this year with the way they were able to get up and down. I mean, and get to the byline, those guys were so creative. And Owen's such a creative player, and Demo, I mean, that guy can just run forever right. and it was just it, oh it, it was so bad for like a left back to see Demo running at you because he's just so fast and can run all game it'll be like 90th minute and he'll just be running like he is in the first minute well yeah and, and then just like the right way back, I, you have Castro and O'Malley coming at you both guys with incredible skill on the ball terrifying I mean you were you were a fullback's worst nightmare if you're in the opposition squad that team I mean, yeah, I definitely don't think we had a weak side at yeah. all. You play, we have two creative guys that can combine well. On the other side, we have a, a guy who can get to the end line, make stuff happen, and an attacking mid and Giorgio Provo that could just play the ball 
exactly to where Dominic needs it. And I think it showed many times with it was it was fun being able to play either side. You know, is I don't think many college teams can say that they had two super strong like sides to go down. Right. And of course, most importantly perhaps, you had a striker that could be there in the box and finish it all off at the end. And right place at the right time. You just gotta <laughs> you gotta get being like playing with those guys for like three years, like Dominic and you know, Owen, like since we played so many times, like, you know, three pre three spring season three spring seasons and like four fall seasons I think I had with them. Just like they knew where to find me. And like if they they would always play the ball exactly to where I needed it to be. I we didn't have to talk about it. I wouldn't have to put my hand up. They would just know where I was gonna be every time and it was just that was so helpful. Just having that like on them was definitely huge for the success we had this season. So I got one last one for you on my end, Duncan. Just going back to as young as you want, but baby face freshman in high school, Duncan McGuire at prep starting. Oh. What advice would you like to get? What advice would you give your younger self if you could go back and give one little tidbit to, to push Duncan forward? <sighs> I mean, I wish I would have taken. I wish I would have taken better care of my body. Um, <laughs> I don't we all? I I co-sign that every day. The like you, it, I never really like understood. Like you know, we had a nutritionist at Crane and whatnot, and I mean, I I go home from high school and go eat like a bag of chips, go make like thirty pizza rolls for dinner. You know, yeah, it was fine when you're younger, but like in college, like. Like take advantage of like you know eating healthy and and putting the right things in your body and like recovery. It's definitely something that I've had to get used to here. It's definitely I've seen I've felt a difference in how I feel every morning when I wake up because I've been eating a lot healthier here and and the amount of time you have to take care of your body. Like you know after practice I'll go hit the cold tubs. It sucks, but you know you got to do it. And it's like those little things matter, I would say. Like just taking care of your body, putting on the the boots to take care of your body definitely is something that I think every young guy should start to, you know, pay a little bit more attention to because it it definitely makes a huge difference in how you play. It's just like when you feel good, if your body feels good, then, you know, it just helps so much more. It just – it's a night and day when you're eating healthy and you play compared to when you eat a – crappy meal the night before and then crappy breakfast and then you go and practice it is a huge difference in and what i would say so no pizza rules in your new apartment down in down in orlando or at least none that you want to say on the podcast wink wink nudge nudge i could i could show you guys right now my freezer and there are no pizza <laughs> rolls to be i've walked now, that by is personal the growth ladies and gentlemen i've walked by them in the store and I had to say no. I had to turn. I had to turn my eye. I had to. I had to run away from that aisle because it was. I don't even go down that aisle anymore. It just. It just. Too it's asking me to. Yeah, it's. It's. Um, the temptation is serious. So obviously, there's a right way to bulk up, though. I am curious, just off the record. It can't be off the record if you want. How many pounds did you add on from your freshman year till now? Because you were Put this on the record. Yeah, Put this on, on the record. record. Um, so I came in the crate at 165 
and then obviously I was red shirting, so they just kind of like I just lifted every day. Every time like like we have a game, I would be doing a lift that day, and we were doing heavy lifts. So I was, you know, I took advantage of the dining halls and would just go crazy. So by the end of my freshman year, first semester, I was one eighty five. So I put up twenty pounds my first semester, and then I put. Over like the past three years, I kind of put on, what was it like? The most I weighed was like, like two oh weight over break <laughs> when right. I was just eating, eating mama's food. But now I'm back down to a slim one ninety. So let's <laughs> add on the record. I'm back yeah. to my healthy self. Yeah, I was like last year I was like one ninety five. But yeah, I've I've put on you know quite a few lbs in my in my day at uh over college. But yeah. It was definitely weird having to having to adapt to a new body style, being a little guy to now having a lot of weight, a lot of muscle mm-hmm. compared to when I started at Creighton. Yeah, but the strength to hold off the defenders, and we saw so many different types of goals from you this year. Strength, pacing behind, lethal finishing. It all worked out perfectly. Whatever they're paying that nutrition at Creighton, I don't think it's enough. Yeah. I didn't talk to the nutritionist one time. I, I just went to the dining halls freshman year and, and had my way. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's that's what I that's what I did. But yeah, it was definitely I definitely found like a happy medium with, you know, my weight, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I still think I'm fast and then you know, being able to hold off defenders is is definitely and keep the fitness up is definitely, you know huge for how I want to play so I definitely think I found the uh the spot that I want to be at happy medium weight wise yeah you're not going the I can fend well route necessarily not yet and on it no I definitely I don't know how I'd play at, at the uh, I can fend well although no offense to yeah the, oh great player the new strongest player in FIFA Daryl DK did come through Orlando so they could make you into FIFA's next strongest player. Just saying, they've already got the baseline in from the Creighton days. We've got we've got some good weight program down here, so I've definitely been you know working out a little bit more, you know, working a little bit more. But yeah, it's who knows? Maybe I could become the strongest player. What am I? We really appreciate you taking the time to come and speak with us tonight. Uh, I know it's been a while since we've been able to get a podcast out, unfortunately. Uh, we were just very busy coordinating with Duncan's agent. You know, he's, you know, jetting off to some exotic locations. Couldn't get him on. <laughs> but we finally uh, him and we appreciate your time, Duncan. Yeah, I mean, this is awesome. It was definitely a lot of fun talking to you guys again and, you know, reconnecting. And I would do it again if you guys ask. Absolutely. Once you win MLS Rookie of the Year, we'll we'll be hitting your lineup again, my man. I can't wait. I I would jump back on a call with you guys anytime. Absolutely. Well, for Nebraska Soccer Talk, this has been myself, Jack Hoover, alongside Owen Godberson. Duncan, do you have any socials you want to plug? Any last things you want to say? No, I'm I'm all good. Just you know, I don't know. Thank you, guys. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I had I had nothing else in my. It was awesome. All right. Well, we'll be watching your career number thirteen with great interest. Can't wait, Duncan. Until next time.